And also in tantric practice, one of the key tenets or techniques, if you want to call it that, is simply to slow down because the goal isn't scoring, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, can I be ever more present in this moment and mm -hmm. really bathe in the beauty and the love of this closeness? Mm -hmm. Wow, we have, you know, to be an open hearted communion with another person. And so I think it's useful to ask yourself, and I do this, how slow can I go? Welcome to Alignment Adventures. This is a podcast where we explore what it means to live a fulfilling, aligning, and present life. I'm your host, Lindsay Tanner, and I am so grateful that you are here. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to another episode of Alignment Adventures. As always, I'm really excited that you're here and oh so grateful because we are diving into some spicy topics, as I like to say, and it's something I've been wanting to bring to the podcast for a long time, something that I've felt a deeper connection to in the past few years and something that I've just been wanting to explore. But today we are talking with Corey Lyon Folsom. So Corey is a highly regarded love and relationship coach and the author of Soul Statements, a love coach's guide to successful communication. So he actually had a spiritual soul awakening that led him to becoming a Tantra teacher, and then he's been a relationship and intimacy coach since 2012. So he helps people from all over the world by removing blocks in love and increasing the potency with which they show up in life. So in this conversation with Corey, we you know, start with some things that are applicable to all, like tuning into your heart. We talk about soul statements, which is what his book is about and how they're kind of like affirmations, but so much more and things that you can actually benefit from and relate to your life. We talk about how we can use like different turmoil that happens in our life and how we can change that perception to benefit us. And then a topic that I really wanted to dive into with him is relationships and how to connect with people that maybe don't hold the same beliefs that you do, or maybe even connecting with your romantic partner on like topics that you're really passionate about and like if you're really into something and they're not, how to relate on that. And his insights on that are so fascinating. And then the last thing that I really wanted to get into was the spiritual connection to sexuality. First of all, I love just going there. That seems like a taboo topic, right? And two, the practical takeaways that he has on how to make that a more spiritual practice relate to everything in our life, not just sex. So with all that being said, let's get right into the conversation. You guys are going to love this one. Corey, thank you so much for coming on Alignment Adventures. I'm truly so excited for this conversation. I feel like we're going to open completely new realms for myself and my audience. So thank you so much for taking time to come on the show today. My pleasure, Lindsay. Well, I always like to start with this question and you can truly answer in any way just to get a feel for who you are and what you stand for, but who is Corey? Well, 
Uh, Corey is a person who's had a wide variety of unusual experiences, uh, someone who's thought about deep questions. Uh, and I think of myself, part of my identity is that I strive to be honest with my own motivations, why I did something or didn't do something. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm a father, a coach, an author, a student of history. Uh, and I would also add a seeker of truth. Yes. I relate to that last one. I feel like I'm always seeking, seeking for the answers <laughs> to maybe questions I will never get the answers to, but I definitely relate to that. So thank you so much for sharing that. That's a beautiful way to answer that. And the next question I love to follow up with again, it just kind of helps us go deeper into this topic of how do we live our most aligned life, but what does living in alignment mean to you? Uh, living in alignment means keeping my promises to myself and to to others it is remembering who i am mm -hmm. having my surface expression congruent with my deeper self and mm -hmm. so it's a process of bringing myself back to the present moment making my actions reflect who i believe myself to be who i really am as a as a soul and you know, it's a bit of a moving target. I, that's my aspiration. And that's, I, maybe I'm not always a hundred percent. I'm definitely not always a hundred percent, but that's what I aspire to. I love that answer. And I agree. And I was just reading a part of your new book, uh, soul statements and something that I loved about how it just hops right in. And that is one of its main goals. It seems is to just help us remember our truth, because I find that perplexing, fascinating, almost get angry sometimes that like we do have this deep truth that we've just all forgotten and we get so caught up in the mundane. So what are your tips to really help us kind of like tap back into our truth or to help us remember maybe someone that is like so far off the path, they don't remember that they are, you know, divine love and connection and all the things. What are some ways that they can tap back into their truth? Sure. Well, firstly, the world has a way of bringing us back eventually. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm not going to ne necessarily second guess anyone else's spiritual progression or evolution. And one of the ways we can intentionally is just to stop talking and start listening to our heart, to what's moving us on the inside, uh, what I'm feeling and, you know, and, but also where does that feeling come from? Is this a, is it coming from anxiety or is it coming from a, a sense of my own destiny or, or something in between? And so those silent, quiet times with self, I think are really key to living a life of alignment. And so I build in times in my day where, okay, this is my, my time to just be quiet and still. And then during my day, then I have a, a soul statement that anchors me back to who I really am on the inside. I love that. I think that is so useful to people to like to have practical tips that help ground them in their truth and ground them in the present moment, because it's so easy to get caught up in life. 
life just happens. So can you elaborate a little bit more on soul statements? Again, I was just diving into your book and loved that idea. It kind of sounds like a cousin of affirmations, but not really because we know affirmations are the buzzword. Everyone talks about that. But what are soul statements and how can we, you know, kind of form our own and then use that again in any situation to help us just come back to this moment? Yeah, well, I love that you're you're speaking pretty much directly to the heart of this book. <laughs> and it, it, I guess you could call it a type of affirmation. Whereas a typical affirmation that we're more familiar with would be really emotioning ourselves into a future state or situation by, by feeling it as if it's already happened mm. where we're putting ourselves, we're calling that in and being resonant with that. However, a soul statement is a declaration about something that's already true. Mm. And you don't have to try to deceive your brain or your psyche uh, by saying, oh, this is here when it's maybe not quite. It's, It's when you get a soul statement that's really congruent, you're, you already know it, your, your, your brain and your cells and your bones respond with, oh yeah, well, of course that's truth. And, and so an example might be, uh, I have a loving heart or my heart is a treasure Mm -hmm. and our cells will go. Yeah, definitely. And so that's something we can just keep coming back to. And of course you can have a ready-made soul statement, kind of a go-to that's, but you can also have some that are more for a given situation. For instance, if you're maybe wondering if you're up to a certain task, you might, you might use a soul statement such as there is grit inside me, Mm. or I'm stronger than my challenges. I love that. So you can kind of tailor them to the situation. And another thing that you said that I found very useful is like saying the soul statement and feeling it and then like taking the next best action that's in alignment with that statement. And again, I just feel like that's such a practical way to just help us come back to our alignment again and again. That's what this podcast is all about. Like we veer (laughs) off the path, right? And that really just helps us get back on the path. And yeah, when you say some of these things, or if you read them in your book, like you see this statement and it's true, you can just tell when something is your truth. Like you can feel it in your body. It resonates with you. And I think that it's just helpful for people too to like tap into what it feels like to be in that energy. So thank you for sharing that. I love that. Now, a question I do have and something that you mentioned right away in your book was just like all the life experiences that you've had and like, I guess you could say the quote unquote, like turmoil, people would say, how do you feel like you've taken those experiences of the, all the different things that have happened to you and like use that to propel you towards your highest good? Because I feel like every time something like that happens, myself included, especially in this past month, you can like take those things and you can like let it define you and drag you down, or you can let it like propel you towards your highest good. And what, tips do you have 
for other people <laughs> navigating yeah. those things wow. to, to see it in that way, that it is, even if it's something that seems really like shitty, it's for your highest good. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I can talk about how I came to understand different situations. And firstly, I consider that, you know, life doesn't necessarily serve up awesomeness just because we have in our mind, that's what we want. I think that life serves up things to see what we'll put up with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, where, where is your, your self-esteem or your, your concern or your, your fears like, oh, I better just do this thing because I don't know what else would happen. I don't know what else opportunities might come along. So I'm just going to you know, do what I know, even though it doesn't really support me as a full human. Maybe it takes care of paying a few bills or gives me something to do. But mm-hmm. I, I think that when I would look back on things or even maybe when I was in the middle of something, I would think to myself, well, what is my part in this? How do I contribute to this unhealthy dynamic? Or, you know, Mm. where have I put up with less for myself? Where have I set the standard for how I'm going to be treated? Because no one's going to treat me better than I treat myself. Why should they? (laughs) You know, I get to set that bar. And so in times past, I've set the bar low. And over time, as I've grown as a person, I realize, oh, I'm, I'm raising the bar, raising the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not quite sure I fully answered your question, but that's where I thought to go with that. No, I think that's a great point. Like when things like that happen, it's either like a mirror back to you, something that we need to realize inside of ourselves, which I agree, or it's like a boundary we're not setting or we're settling for something. I I find that last one to be true for myself a lot of times, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. So much settling can happen, or I always say we should on ourselves, like I should do this, I should do that. And then something, I always have trouble saying that word, tumultuous, (laughs) turmoil happens, that's the word, turmoil happens, and that just like reroutes us back on our path. So I just think that's a really powerful way to look at those things because so many people can get in that like victim mindset of like, oh, these things keep happening to me. I even found myself getting in that mindset. I keep getting sick and I'm like, why do I keep getting sick? And then, you know, I remember my truth. I remember like how much power I hold within myself and, you know, then I'm feeling better. So (laughs) just interesting, again, how life happens. We perceive it as one way, but really it's always happening for our highest good. Now, something I do really want to touch on because I know this is your expertise are love and relationships and communication. Um, as someone who has lived away from their family the past six years and is now like around family a lot of times, I love it so much. You know, it, it's amazing, especially we have a one-year-old. It's amazing they help out. But, you know, you can encounter relationships where there's just a lot of differences there. Like people hold different beliefs in you. And that's the amazing part of our society and our world. So what tips do you have, I guess, for anyone, you know, whether it's an intimate relationship, like their partner, or maybe just someone close in their family, 
where they feel like they really struggle connecting in that way yeah on a deeper level yeah i would say firstly to speak from your own experience versus telling someone else your evaluation of them or your evaluation of what your critique of what they did or didn't do hmm. and because you know you're the expert on how everything impacts you how it what it's like to be Lindsay, and it's actually incumbent on you to let everyone else know oh this is this is what it was like to be me when x or y happened mm -hmm. and so there's not a, there's it's a lot easier for people to stay away from defensiveness if you're not critiquing what they did but you're just saying you know this my this felt bad or my heart contracted or when I was worried, I didn't hear from you or the communication wasn't there, whatever it may be. And mm -hmm. so just speaking to your own experience is really uh, foundational. You know, the conversations that you have with yourself too, there's things that happen and then there's what you make it mean. And so if you can avoid story, you know, building a big story, and instead just go directly to this other person and say, it seemed like you were rushed and snappy or that's just what it felt like to me. I just want to give you the respect of asking what was going on with you. I don't, I'm trying not to make an evaluation or, mm. or anything like that. I just become, so it's, be, it's also becoming curious about the other person's experience. And, and then you have a, a basis for this mutual understanding, like, oh, they're trying to understand me. That's kind mm. of refreshing. And then, then it, they're naturally a bit more open to, 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 to being curious about what it was like to be you. Mm. So, yeah. So speaking about your own experience and then just being curious without critiquing. Yeah, that last thing you said really hit home of like, they're just trying to understand you. Like, I feel like a lot of times I make up the story that like people are judging me <laughs> just because, you know, I'm very passionate about the things I share on here and that's not everyone's way of life and that's okay. Um, but I love that frame of thought of like, they're not necessarily judging you. They're just trying to understand. And back to what you said again, I found so much power in that too of like, just how you word things, especially with my partner, with my husband, like that defensiveness piece of being like, I felt this way because of that. I'm not being like, you did this, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, the way that you word things truly does make a world of difference of like, just talking from your experience. I love the way you worded that. This is how I experienced that situation. Wasn't the same for you, was it not? And I think a lot of times myself included, it's just finding that comfortability with people of like, can we go there? Can we go that deep? So that kind of brings me to my next question. And I wonder if people feel this, like whether it is their like romantic relationships or, you know, other relationships they have in their life, if they want to like, just go deeper with someone, like, let's say they're like me and just really getting into like spirituality and consciousness and maybe their partner just isn't quite there. Do you have any tips for that? Sharing 
what you're learning without like overwhelming people or maybe just helping people be curious. I love that you said be curious. I think that is such a powerful energy to be in. So do you have any tips on like deepening a connection with someone? Yeah. uh, In that way. Well, one thing (laughs) is to realize that, or at least hold the attitude. I'm not the most important person in the room. Mm -hmm. Whether you are or not, you probably not, you probably aren't, but it's a, it's just a useful perspective. And so, and also realizing that this person whom you're with, whether it's a significant other or, or somebody they're they're not a draftee. <laughs> it wasn't, they didn't get the letter saying you're assigned to this person <laughs> like it or not. And so you chose and hopefully are choosing each other. And so maybe treat them more like a volunteer that they are. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and, and that being said, you know, your primary relationship commitment is to your own heart, mm. your own clarity, your own truth. And what I believe you really owe another person is truth. Then that circles back to a solo practice, spending a little bit of time and quiet each day. Mm-hmm. And, and so you're, you're allowing for whatever messages of your spirit, you know, to bubble up, to percolate upwards. Um, and if you sit long enough, <laughs> that's just what happens. I find it so interesting how it always comes back to like our inner world. And that's what a lot of the teachers say, right? Like our external world is a reflection of our inner world. I think that's a very powerful way to look at relationships too, because I think a lot of people can get stuck in that energy of like, I have to change this person or I have to change this situation. And just remembering that true change always comes from within first. Like even people that may trigger you or whatever, that's what I try to remind myself too. I'm like, okay, this is always an invitation to go within and see what inside of me either needs healing or needs to be seen or needs to be felt or whatever, whatever it may be. So thank you for sharing that. I think that's just a very powerful way to look at relationships. Now, while we're on the topic, is there anything else, like any other hot tips you have maybe for people just craving more connection or maybe intimacy in those relationships and those people that are close to them? Anything that we haven't touched on yet? Yeah. And so I was thinking of a soul statement that when you're in, in a bit, whether it's, it's conflict or just not knowing what to do in a given situation with an intimate partner, uh, you, you might say something like to yourself, when I trust love, I can handle whatever happens. Mm. Or maybe you could expand that and say, when I trust the love that's in my heart. I can handle whatever happens. And so, or you might say, my heart is a trusted guide mm-hmm. and just keep coming back to that. So that, that's a way that soul statements can kind of keep you, keep you centered more. And of course the answer, the best answers come from our center. Yeah, no, I agree. That's great. I, do you have any like tips? Should we keep these soul sure. statements on like our phone or like in a note somewhere or sticky note or (laughs) what's the best way to remember them? Uh, Whichever way that you're most likely to 
remember to access it in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have, it's not really a soul statement. It's more like a guide. I actually have a little laminated card I made in my wallet and it says, remember the best part or uh, no, it says notice the best part. Mm. It's like, well, if I'm, it's, it's like uh, that, that statement of what am I gathering evidence for? Am I looking for what's wrong or, you know, what can I critique? Whereas, oh, notice the best part. Wow. This person actually is willing to stand here with me and try to help me solve something. (laughs) You know, maybe they're not measuring up to some standard I've invented, but that's, you know, it's better just to notice the best part. And, and so that's one thing. And, you know, just the more you're in touch with what's important to you and the better you're able to communicate that, the more smoothly things will go. Another great attitude, say with a a intimate partner is to remember that I didn't grow up with their body, with their influences in their home, with their relatives, with their challenges, with their education, with their pressures, right? And, and their, and so I don't have their outlook and I don't respond. I mean, I respond a certain way and they will respond to the same thing a different way. And that's very natural. Of course they would, given all of what I just said. And so just to remember that they're not wrong, they're just operating from a different starting place. Mm-hmm. And the other thing too is even though we're coming back to a soul statement and like you said maybe it's a a posted on a doorway or <laughs> or I love phone reminders like yes. alarms. Uh, I don't have a, a one for a soul statement. I have other alarms, but just a notification that you know your phone buzzes and you look down oh there's a there's something i i want to remember today about me you know um i'm fearless love <laughs> or i got this and or is something affirming and and actually true and so you also don't necessarily want to be that person who's so in touch with their truth and that uh, that's all they talk about and they're just so i'm going to go just deep all the time Ideally, this this touching of our depth and knowing, you know, having these reminders of who we really are allows us to actually be more light, mm. <laughs> lighthearted and flow with yes. what comes because we have that self-assurance that we're not so buffeted by the little winds. And uh, that's another way that I think the soul statements can, because you're not saying it out loud to another person. You might say it out loud to yourself in the mirrors, just sometimes on occasion, but it's really an internal silent, a silent thing. Yeah. And I'm also a fan of just at transitions, just not letting them be Mm -hmm. just another mundane part of our existence, but taking an extra 20 seconds to look your beloved in the eye and say, I'm really, I'm already looking forward to coming home to you for whatever else is in your heart. And that just really up levels the feeling and and just makes a difference. And it it doesn't take long. So I'm I'm just not a fan of these comings and goings, just being another 
something that gets looked over. I think that's great. Yeah. The, the mundane is perfect for like a little sprinkling of this intention and these soul statements. I think that is a great idea. And what you said about, you know, I think it's a stage of maybe like our evolution that we go through as we like remember these things. But I've definitely been that person where I'm just like so excited about the things I'm learning and rediscovering that I want to share it with everyone. That's all I talk about. But you're right. <laughs> that it, I think that's just like a stage that we like flow through. But eventually, like the purpose is that it makes us lighter and we can flow through life and not be so attached to things. And um, it's just interesting seeing the the evolution of the humans. So <laughs> that was a good reminder. Now, another thing, I just feel like you're the perfect person to touch on this with. And this is something that I've been wanting to talk about on the podcast more. And I know that you coach people on this, on love and communication and intimacy, but that is like the connection between spirituality and sexuality. I just notice it in myself and obviously as a society in general, like so much shame there, obviously, like even saying the words, like some people just like cringe up. Right. So mm -hmm. what, what tips or what insights have you had when like looking at sexuality through this new lens, through like a spiritual lens, because really, I mean, I guess everything's spiritual, right. But especially when it comes to like, what continues our species and what creates life what are some ways people can like maybe reframe the way that they see it or just have a healthier relationship with it sure uh one uh, one thing i really loved that comes immediately to mind something one of my teachers said a while a long while ago he said the same creator who made your mind made your body including mm. the parts we don't usually talk about it's mm -hmm. all a gift from God, in other words. Yeah. And, and uh, I also really like uh, using, thinking of sex as, as not a word, but an acronym, S-E-X, as it can stand for sacred energy exchange. Mm. And we can hold this beautiful coming together of our, of our bodies and our hearts as a holy sacrament of, of that sexual union as a holy sacrament and that mm -hmm. we're exposing who we are. I mean, there's um, just taking your clothes off doesn't necessarily mean you're naked. I mean, you know, just emotionally available mm -hmm. and you, you might have a soul statement of uh, living in wonder is a gift and a joy mm -hmm. and, and to have to hold this concept of that maybe living in wonder for this beautiful person that's willing to share their life with me, maybe that's even my primary job mm. is to keep returning to them, to rem remembering they're a wondrous being. And, and however they act or react is perfect and natural to their history and their body and everything else that's made them and brought them here. And so, you know, again, we're, we're curious. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so, and also in tantric practice, one of the key tenets or techniques, if you want to call it that is simply to slow down mm -hmm. 
because the goal isn't scoring, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, can I be ever more present in this moment and mm. really bathe in the beauty and the love of this closeness? Mm -hmm. Wow. We have, you know, to be in open hearted communion with another person. And so I think it's useful to ask yourself, and I do this, how slow can I go? Mm. You know, mm -hmm. can my, can my pads of my fingers move even more slowly or lightly? And, and then also it, it's like in Reiki or any kind of hands-on healing when you're the energy coming from the palms of your hands. It's like, well, there's energy happening all the time whether you were aware of it or not. So why not become more aware of this and, and say, how deep can I glow? Mm. And, and I, another thing to really, that really helps with lovemaking is to ask, can my body stay relaxed and open? And like, oh, I'm clenching my jaw. It's like, let me see if I can relax my jaw. And I found that relaxing, you know, putting my attention on relaxing my belly and or my jaw. If I do, if both of those places are relaxed, then the rest of me is relaxed because that's where I tighten. Mm -hmm. first. So if I, if you focus on where you tighten up first and relaxing that, then you're in a good place. Yeah. And the other thing too is, to have this level of trust with yourself, trusting your own voice, and also trusting this other person that they will speak up for their needs and to, to honor whatever comes up, whatever said, and using our voice in service of our, our needs. And another one I just thought of, I like to think of this and this isn't just for lovemaking, but just in relationship in general, am I clinging or am I bringing? Mm. So am I looking to, oh, I want to get an experience or do I want to co-create an experience? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That hits on a big one for a lot of people. <laughs> I, I've always said that for the longest time, like the the people in your life, especially your romantic partner should be like the cherry on top, not filling any void or <laughs> anything. But I know, I know that's hard for people. So that that's a good one. And I think all of the tips that you said for lovemaking for sex are relatable to real life as well. Like slowing down, uh, trusting each other, voicing our needs, being open it's just so interesting how that like parallels each other. And I just think a lot of healing and a lot of discovery can be done in intimacy. And in that area, I'm just, I'm very intrigued. And obviously just, you know, this is the first time we're really talking about it on the podcast. Um, but I, I, it even goes back to, like you said, it's a sacred energy exchange and it's just interesting that that's like not how it's <laughs> taught initially to our little humans, you know, like we, we go about it in so many ways, but one of the most important parts is that it is that sacred energy exchange. So thank you for sharing that. I just find that to be a fascinating, fascinating topic that I know a lot of us could do more exploration yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, and a, a beautiful ex, a tantric exploration is just to sit together, knee to knee, or maybe you kind of put your you know, legs across each other. It's, it's just kind of a, a, a sitting embrace, if you will, and just look in each other's eyes mm-hmm. and, and just do the how slow can I go? How deep can I glow from this sitting, looking at, at each other? And, and can you just slow down and just feel the texture and beauty of that moment? And that makes for great sex. And all you're doing is sitting there. Yeah. And, and by the way, a secret to the eye gazing is for you to look, pick one of their eyes and look at just that one eye Mm -hmm. and they do the same for you because otherwise you won't see it, but your eyes are darting back and forth and you'll think the other person is you know, kind of, but it's just what our eyes do if they're trying to focus on two different points. So look at one eye and all will be well. <laughs> no, that's a good practical tip. That's probably something I wouldn't think of until I'm in the moment. And I'm like, oh shoot, like which one? What else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's really and, good. And another thing I was thinking in, in terms of honoring that voice, that, that trusting that I will speak up if something feels strange. I don't know what it is, but maybe I'll just speak to that is I have a sacred contract to love and to loving. And so that's a way for me, I could use that soul statement. Mm-hmm. Go, I have a sacred contract to love and to loving. That would be enough. Me hearing myself think that would be enough to go, oh, it's time to use my voice in service of love and loving. So good. So good. I love Love how these can like shift and form to any of these situations to help benefit <laughs> us. It reminded me too of another thing you said. I mean, I know a lot of people can relate to this too. It's just like the clenching, whether it is in sex or just in life. We are probably clenched more than we realize. So yeah, just coming back to your jaw or even I noticed at the end of the day, just like releasing the tension in my neck, in my shoulders, in my jaw. Like that's always where we hold it. So just the practice of relaxing, being, and being in the moment, being in the moment, especially during sex, that's what's going to take it to that next intimacy level. So thank you for sharing that. Now, as we wrap up here, I just have a, a few more questions for you. Loved all the things we've talked about so far, but if people are wanting more, we know that your book, Soul Statements, is coming out. Are there other ways that people can connect with you and work with you um, if they're wanting more of this energy? Sure. I have a relationship website. It's called corerelationship.com. And that's the primary uh, portal. Uh, There's going to be, my book is just up on Amazon now. So in the next couple of days, I'm going to put a live link on my website. It's not there yet. But yeah, that describes more about my approach to coaching and what I do, maybe a little bit about my history and uh, so, yeah, and I'm on Facebook, Corey Lyon Folsom on Instagram. So I pretty much just stick to those Facebook and Instagram. I can only do so much. <laughs> Gosh, there's so much nowadays. Yeah, it's, it's hard to keep up. I'm the same way. Instagram, Facebook, podcast, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love it. Okay. And then my last two questions, these ones are just really fun. I love to ask people what their favorite, I call it alignment activity is. So any activity that you just love doing, 
space and time seem to float away and you just do it for the pure joy. So what is one of your favorite alignment activities in okay. this time and space? One of my, what instantly comes to mind when you mention that is to be lying on my stomach and I'm looking over the edge of a spring of water and my nose is almost at the water and I'm looking down in and I'm seeing down in the depths, the the sand moving and bubbling from the water coming up out of the earth. And I'm just gazing into that place where the water emerges. I just mm-hmm. love, I, so I guess you would call it spring gazing. <laughs> I never used that, that term before, but that is the pretty much the top for me. That's so interesting. I've never, I've never heard of that term before. I love the sound of water. Like the sound of water is one of my favorite sounds in the world, but looking at it too, I mean, so magical. I always say it's like happy water because it's flowing. It's a good reminder of what we could be doing when we get in this state, right? It's flowing down the river. So I love that. I might, I might have to try that out myself. There you go. And another thing that you mentioned about the water that like if you're looking out at a lake or the ocean or or any beautiful scene, it's actually kind of fun to just say hello to beauty itself. Like, mm. oh, there's beauty here. I'm going to acknowledge that. Hello, <laughs> you know, very. So it just brings me feel a feeling of connection with this. It's not just a scene, but there's this like shimmering vibratory beauty too. For sure. Uh, so powerful. Yeah. Just acknowledging it and expressing gratitude for the beauty. I love that so much. Now, my last question, this can be tricky sometimes, but if you just had to give one piece of advice to anyone on this journey, and it could be for relationships, communication, soul statements, whatever it may be, what would your one piece of advice be? Wisdom is at your center. That was one of your first soul statements in your book. Very intentional. <laughs> I think it is actually. <laughs> You're right, right. So true. We have so much wisdom within us. We just forget it's there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Corey, thank you so much for coming on. There, there's probably so many other things I wanted to ask you, but I want to respect your time. Maybe you can come back on. We can dive into masculine and feminine energy and more relationship stuff. But thank you so much for coming on and sharing your energy. Indeed. You've been a pleasure to talk with, and I'll look forward to talking with you anytime. Corey, again, thank you so much for coming on Alignment Adventures. I really would love to have you back someday and we can dive into some of these topics on a deeper level. And from all of you, I would love to hear either on Instagram or you can email me or any way that works best for you, what you thought of these topics. Because again, these are new areas that we're exploring, but it all connects. We're multifaceted beings. Like you said, the entity that created our mind also created our body. So I just love love, love diving into these topics on a more deeper, conscious, spiritual level. Now, if you want to connect with Corey, you can connect with him on Instagram or Facebook at Corey Lion Folsom, or you can go to his website at corerelationships.com. 
Com. If you found this episode useful, please share with anyone that you think needs to hear this message. If you are new here, please subscribe. We have new episodes every week on Monday. Sometimes it's with beautiful souls like today where we have just deep conversations around the topics of what it means to live an aligning present and fulfilling life. And sometimes it's myself coming to you with my real life experience and relating it to these topics as well. Also, if it feels aligning, please leave a review on whatever platform you are listening to. It's such a free and easy way to support the podcast. And I'm so grateful for every single one of you that takes the time to do so. All right. Sending you all so much love, all the highest vibes. And of course, I will see you next week on Alignment Adventures.